Thank you for joining us today for the seventh installment of our Flash podcast series, In Real Time. My name is Amanda Mari, and I'm a Vice President at Benefit Street Partners, or BSP. BSP is a leading alternative asset management firm with nearly $27 billion in assets under management and operates as a boutique alternative investment arm of Franklin Templeton. Our intention is to keep these podcasts short, informative, and on topic. Today, I'm excited to introduce you to Heidi Corman. Heidi is a managing director on our real estate team at BSP. She's based in Atlanta and oversees a portfolio of multifamily assets. Hi, Heidi. Thanks for joining me. Hi, Amanda. Thank you for having me. You have been in the field of multifamily and specifically asset management your entire career, managing portfolios through multiple economic cycles from pre-global financial crisis through today. I'd like to pivot from the overall market to what your experience has been these last seven months. You, see, you oversee a portfolio of nine properties in four states. What has been the biggest challenge as a portfolio manager in the multifamily space through this period? You know, candidly, there's just so much data available in the market, multifamily space. And the speed at which the workflow moved, particularly during challenging times like this, is really incredible. The industry literally pivoted overnight to maintain continuity, and it was paramount to stay in tune with critical details. And we offered the ability to make partial payments all right while creating systems to track the information in just a matter of days. It was quite incredible. The credit here really goes to the management technology firms and the residents living in, the, in our communities for being so flexible and adaptable without missing a beat. Has there been any pleasant upside surprises in this whole thing? Oh, most definitely. I'm so proud of how our teams have really come together and you know, stood in the face of the challenges presented by the virus and social disruption. You know, I think we've all recognized at some point on this journey, the value of relationships and improving communications is paramount to achieving success. Several other bonuses along the way is that this experience has stretched our creative thinking. In some ways, we've relied heavily on technology as we should. It's a power component, but we're forced to stretch outside of our comfort zones and found ways to be creative in how we communicate. There are so many applications and in some ways it was back to basics. A great example of this is we have a property here in Atlanta that created a back to school program for kids living at their community and it started with a back to school supply drive that grew into snacks several days a week to lunch once a week. And not only did the residents within the community help to support by providing the school supplies and uh, snacks, but it, it grew to something that um, the county and the restaurants within the community were helping to, to support. This is a county where the kids are going online, doing online learning. So not only do the kids get out of the house, but it also gives the parents a break too created a sense of community and local restaurants have been just super supportive. So it's really a wonderful contribution. That's a great upside and, and such a, a good story of these unintended consequences that end up making our communities better. So that's really wonderful to hear. From working with you um, in your capacity as, an, as, the, as leading asset management for our portfolio of multifamily properties, I've learned that primary performance metrics in multifamily are occupancy and rent collections. How has the industry performed month over month since March? And what have you seen in our portfolio? 
Yeah, very important metrics for sure. Um, starting with the industry, what we've seen is that market fundamentals overall have fared well. In general, stabilized, well-located Class A and B product have per performed well, displaying less susceptibility to volatility. The exceptions to this experience exist in the upper tier Class A space where new supply pressures have influenced both rents and occupancies as new develop developments have been leasing up during the pandemic. We've also seen a shift in favor of the suburban markets, creating higher vacancy in higher density urban markets. This is particularly true in large major metropolitan markets or high rise cities, reliant on mass transit and downtown service amenities that have been closed, such as New York City, San Francisco, Miami. It's less true for cities that rely on car commuters like Austin or Nashville. As for Broadtree specifically, we began tracking occupancy and rent collection trends since the onset of COVID in March. And occupancy for the portfolio showed a positive trend for the summer, averaging about 94.6 for July and August. What we're hearing from our peers and what we're experiencing within Broadtree portfolio since the pandemic began is that people generally do want to meet their obligations as evidenced with the willingness to make payments toward rent. Having a home base is increasingly important as you or your family may be working, learning, and living all within the same home space. Rent collections have been strong as reported by the National Multi-Housing Council and our peers are also reporting that full or partial payments have been in the 95% range since April. On average, Broadtree is off its pre-pandemic collection rates by about 100 basis points, with the average for second quarter coming in at 97%. So we feel pretty good about it. Another metric that I've hear, heard you talk about is renewal increases. What has been your experience with that over the same time period? Yes, renewal increases have been a main focus for us, not only during COVID, but pre-COVID. They've been a, a primary component of our ability to improve rent growth. And while the industry was proactively pursuing renewals prior to April, as economic conditions evolved, so too did our strategy around renewals. In the past recessions, renewals outperformed new lease trade out, helping to really offset rent reductions that were occurring. However, in our current environment, the reverse is really been true. Many owners, including Broadtree, held renewing rates flat, offering no increase. In some cities, a rent freeze was placed on renewing leases. So for example, in Baltimore City, rent increases are prohibited during the state of emergency and for 90 days after the state of emergency has been lifted. For properties where there is no mandate, if market and property conditions justify increases, we are seeing some increases on renewals. Not to the same level pre-COVID, but we are seeing some small increases. One of the things that I've heard you talk about over the last few months, just candidly, um, and, and through some of our other updates is how third-party property managers that you work closely with um, have given you access to a pure network of other property managers. What are some of the best practices that you are seeing um, that will not only be in the best interest of residents, but also the investors that own these assets? Are there any common themes that you've seen? Yes, for sure. The network of resources within multifamily is really, it's vast and it's fabulous. Working with two of the largest property management firms has given us benefit from their operational expertise and peer collaboration at the national level during this time of crisis. The resulting 
consistency and improvement in the approach to established policies for each property. Examples include approach to marketing, the evaluation and modification as needed to accommodate the changing environment as city and regional behaviors adopt to changing rules and regulations. It's a lot of a lot packed into that one sentence, but you know, we rely heavily on our online footprint and virtual platform to engage in dialogue and showcase our apartments. So we've seen a real evolution in how we have been able to reach out to our prospective tenants and engage with our existing tenants through virtual tours, self-guided tours, and additional technology to be able to reach out and continue leasing and engage and have commitment. Setting clear expectations for our residents and associates about the rules of engagement by providing PPE and masks for our guests, clearly marking signage along with enhanced cleaning procedures for the leasing offices, workspaces, common areas, including the fitness centers, the pools. If it's a mid-rise building, making sure that we're wiping down all high-touch areas with frequency. And then proactively communicating with residents in an understanding way and making sure that we're helping them find solutions at an individual level. So not everything works the same way for everyone, particularly during this time. Part of that included the payment plan programs and offering solutions for assistance that are within the community. So we are doing the best that we can to ensure that we're working in a mutually beneficial way with our residents. And the common theme then that runs through each of these items is the primary element really to have successive business continuity, not only during recent months, but as we continue through this pandemic period. It's the crucial ingredient that produces a quality experience for our residents, which ultimately translates into positive performance for our shareholders. It's really nice to hear about the industry overall is meeting the needs of residents with compassion, but then that also translates into good business performance. And so, you know, I I think it's great to hear that we're doing that personally, but it's also nice to know that that's, you know, kind of the market approach of what's going on right now as well. So to that point, um, you have to, you have to interact often with the, the residents to get that feedback. Have you experienced any common themes in the conversations with residents? Yes, I would say that you know, throughout this period, the most common theme has been uncertainty. Initially, that was centered around, will I have a job tomorrow? or next week. And the CARES Act provided relief for many folks through both the stimulus component and the additional unemployment insurance benefit. And during that time, we about uncertainty related to what will happen in the fall when school starts. Will it be online? Will it be in person? And now that school is back in session and CARES has ended, when approaching the topic of open balances with some of our residents, you know, we're still hearing reference to uncertainty. And this is evidenced by the fact that as of September 25th, 25% of the CDC declarations that we've received by our management partners were by residents who had fully paid balances. The reason for submitting the declarations was around uncertainty. And residents just were not sure about what may happen as we come into the winter season. And so they're using these declarations as a safe tool, uh, feeling like I at least have something in place as a security event, something should happen. So it's, you know, it's interesting to see in in some cases, you know, 50% of 
residents who have submitted have are in this situation, but they're still paying their rent. And part of the communication that we've talked about earlier is to ensure that they understand, even if they sign it, there's still an obligation for the rent that is owed, even if there's a temporary waiver in their payment. But I think, you know, the other thing that we have heard is that residents are thankful for the communication. And I think our associates are thankful for that as well. And, you know, we're, I think we're all in that boat of thankfulness for our ability to be able to participate at this level and and have the responses that we've had in the rent collections. It's is the challenging as the times are to have the kind of responses that we've had and to see the associates shine through in this time has been really amazing. So I think thankfulness is another another common theme that we've seen. Heidi, you've shared an abundance of information today, um, ranging from market level down to individual experiences at our at our properties. So thank you for sharing all of that with us and taking us through where multifamily is today. You're so welcome. It's been a pleasure, Amanda. Thank you.